4,200 migrants arrived in New York City last week alone, and officials here are scrambling to find them housing. Some migrants will now be housed in hotels in the city and upstate, others inside schools and gyms, all amid much pushback and outrage from the communities and local leaders. We're grateful that the Biden administration has instituted a new border process, starting with the suspension of Title 42 on May 11th. We all know that date well. And that will allow asylum seekers from other countries to seek sponsorship and to apply from their home countries. And if they don't, they will be turned back. So that is a shift in policy, which we hope will be successful and mitigate the flow of new arrivals here. Is that at all a signal that House Democrats doubt the president's ability to lead the country to a solution here? Well, that's an extreme um, analysis or or. Uh... Uh, final kind of uh, uh, analysis there. Where the heck is the president of the United States? Uh, that, that is a good question. And I think we all should be asking, uh, why is this happening to a city that was turning itself around and will continue to do so? Uh, this should not be happening to New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, and the other big northern cities. And really, it should not be happening to El Paso or Brownsville, Texas. Right. No city should be carrying this burden. It's a national problem, and it needs a national solution. I would note that the number of unlawful uh, bo uh, border crossing has plummeted since our plan went into full effect uh, just about almost uh, two weeks ago, 10 days ago. But I want to talk about New York City, just some developments going on there and some pretty scary ones. So two weeks ago, Kathy Hochul, the governor, invokes her power, her executive power to have the National Guard come out and start helping with their migrant crisis. And so now we have video of the National Guard bringing supplies in to various hotels like the Roosevelt Hotel to take care of the migrants. And as we all know, there have been many times there have been homeless people in New York City who are doing violent things, criminals who've been arrested 100 times, 40 times, and they're on the street potentially being harmful to people. And yet the system fails them but the system will spend $4.3 billion on the migrants who aren't even citizens of the country. When you say migrants, uh, Stu, do you mean illegals? Yeah, illegal aliens, migrants. Yeah, I guess I fell into the trap of using their terminology. Uh, but that's how I caught that, Stu. Thank you. Sorry. I mean, it's, that's a good point. We often get kind of stuck in using the language that's projected onto us. The nomenclature. Yeah, because they call it the migrant crisis, you know, uh, we kind of... How about the uh, invasion of a foreign army of our southern border? Yeah, there are lots of, lots of good terms we, need, we could uh, rebrand it with. Eric Adams is on TV saying... Law of Sanctuary City was in place long before I became mayor. I'm following the law. As a law enforcement person, you know we follow the law. We're now in court now, today, asking the judge to revisit this law to deal with this humanitarian crisis because even when they decided to put in place that law, no one thought that they would be dealing with a humanitarian crisis of this proportion. And he'll criticize Biden and he'll say, like, where's President Biden to help us? Where the heck is the president of the United States? 
That, that is a good question. He will always throw the ball and then blame the Republicans in the end by saying the Republicans won't reform immigration. The numbers are really alarming when you look at it. Uh, but the problem here is uh, on several levels. Number one, uh, we have to be honest, uh, the Republican Party, uh, they have blocked real comprehensive immigration reform. This is not sustainable. This needs to be addressed. But in the short time, we need to allow those who come to the country to be able to work. If we could allow them to work, it would take the pressure and responsibility off of the local cities. Uh, we spent uh, over a billion dollars and we're looking to spend over four billion dollars in the upcoming year. This is not sustainable for us, and we believe it's, it's not right for the people of, people of this city. FEMA allocated out of the $350 million, only $30 million went to New York City. So we receive the large sum of migrants in our city, but we're not getting the funding to match. The plan on our bordering states is simply use the money from FEMA to bus migrants to New York City. That is just not a workable solution. Just the fact that the Biden administration has totally ignored the law and not stopped people at the border, uh, I guess that doesn't have any meaning to him. Like if Biden administration just enforced the law, there would be no so-called migrants. It's interesting you say that because Suffolk County in New York is saying that, you know, New York City, the five boroughs, they can't put this onto us. They can't send their migrants to Suffolk County to make us take care of them because they were the ones who legally put into law that they were going to be a sanctuary city. And now that the reality has hit them, they have to deal with it. And so Rep. Nicholas Lalota, you know, was very passionate about this. We are a nation of immigrants. We are proud about our immigrant heritage. We have come from many different nations to this nation, and we have come here legally. We are also a nation of rules and laws. And we must, and we must, if we are to maintain the greatness of being the greatest nation the world has ever known, we must continue to be a nation of rules and laws. Contrary to that, New York City officials have bragged for years that they were a sanctuary city, that rules and laws did not apply to people who are in this country illegally if you're in the five boroughs. That is the policy choice that officials of New York City consciously made and bragged about for years. Concurrent with a lack of rule of law, the Biden administration has allowed more than a million illegal immigrants to cross our southern border between ports of entry to get to our country. We here in Suffolk County are 2,000 miles from the southern border, but we are to become a border county because of the Biden administration's failed border policies and the sanctuary city policies of New York City, which have tended to become a magnet drawing people across that southern border. New York City has made those policy choices. Their elected officials have not only put those choices into law, they have held press conferences bragging about that. They have made those choices. Predictably, their resources have now become overrun. Homeless folks, veterans, mentally impaired, people who are suffering from substance abuse now have less or no resources because of the predictable reaction of so many people. The predictable reaction of so many people coming to New York City for those sanctuary city policies. 
I say to the mayor of New York City, sir, put your money where your mouth is. Yes! You have made those choices to make New York City a sanctuary city. Those are your choices, sir. Now it's time for you to put up the money and the resources to accept the consequences of those public choices. Suffolk County has put itself, via the elected officials behind me, on a different trajectory. We have different values that honor law-abiding citizens and taxpayers before anybody else. And so the Suffolk legislature has announced their plan to block New York City from sending any migrants, illegal aliens, uh, to their county. I don't blame them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's exactly the... what they should do. I mean, New York, it was this feel-goodism, sanctuary city. I mean, they've been nothing but problems for every city that has enacted that program where the illegals come there they know they won't be arrested and even if they commit crimes they won't be arrested so what do you think they're going to do and Stu, may i just say something about what an idiot uh, mayor adams is sure do it mayor adams is an idiot and new york city is a dystopian nightmare as we all know Anybody can walk into a 7-Eleven, a Rite Aid, a Walgreens, and just steal whatever they want. So there's this huge theft epidemic there. And uh, so the city council got together, and they're like, well, man, like, what do we do about this? Instead of beating the shit out of the thieves and letting people shoot them if they steal something in their store and locking them up for 100 years— their solution is this, dude. You're not going to believe this. They want all these stores to put kiosk in their stores. And they want to put the type of stuff that they generally steal right there in front of the store. So they can steal it easier. But when they steal it, they'll see a pamphlet um, that will help them, that will show them where they can get help for their stealing addiction. That's how they plan to solve the theft problem in New York. Holy fucking shit. These people are absolutely insane. The plan includes identifying and tracking repeat offenders for stronger prosecutions, de-escalation training for employees, install social services kiosk inside stores for those in financial need, create neighborhood retail watch groups among businesses and establish diversion programs. And broken spirited business owners say, Something has got to give. Steal the toothpaste and stuff. And they go, oh, you know, I've read uh, a lot of uh, the great psychological thinkers in the world, Skinner and Freud. And, uh, you know, I think perhaps something happened in my childhood that makes me a thief. And, yeah, I think I'd like to go get counseling. Well, going from um, the crazy to the crazier. So, a transcript. This is from a meeting that happened a few weeks ago. You can find this on the New York government website. Mayor Adams commits to reducing city's food-based emissions by 33% by 2030 after releasing new greenhouse gas emissions inventory incorporating emissions from food. And so I just want to read a little bit of this to y'all. I'll try to do it as Emissions quick. from food? Like broccoli gives off emissions? Well, what are the foods that give off emissions? Well, they obviously don't like cows. So it's meat. But Stu, I'm, I went and ate at Cuba Cuba the the other night. And uh, let me just say, things were a little disruptive the next day. 
Isn't that methane gas? Yeah, that is methane gas. But so what are they going to kill me? I mean, that's <laughs> where this is going. Oh, as soon as they take away all, all the they'll never stop. The left never stops. So they they'll kill all the cows and then they go, there are too many people on Earth. We got to take some of them out the way they think. Yeah, the Malthusian environmentalist. Yes. I just want to read a little bit of this to you, and I'm going to do this as quickly as possible. During my time campaigning and communicating with Dr. Katz, he was a real visionary in this area. We put in place a default menu of plant-powered meals. So while you're in the hospital to heal, you should be given nutritional food that is going to assist in your healing process. And it has been such a success. People who have tried the good taste and gourmet meals from health and hospitals, they are enjoying them and they are learning that it is part of the overall therapy of really healing for whatever reason they are in the hospital. But we're doing it in school. A young girl stopped me the other day and stated, thank you for meatless Mondays and plant-powered Friday. Our children are ready. They're ready to have good tasting nutritional meals. The conversation should not be about should we have stale pizza or not in our schools. We should be talking about should we be having pizza at all that is not healthy? We are moving in the right direction. New York City Health and Hospitals are serving plant-based meals as their default offering and are on track to serve 850,000 plant-based meals this year. And that number really rings with us. People thought it was impossible, but we introduced it and did it. If you cook it, they will come and they are coming. Now I got a little bit more. I'm trying to do this as quickly as possible. I'm excited to announce that for the first time in our city's history, we're measuring just how much of an impact our food choices have on our emissions. First time we're doing this. We work with the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. Uh, and he goes on and he says, I mentioned this with my colleague across the pond, Mayor Khan, also in the C40 Cities, uh, the head of it. And so this is just the last part. The new integrated emission inventory we're unveiling today show that food is the third biggest source of the city's emissions right after buildings and transportation. The third biggest, I mean, third right after buildings and transport, one in every five metric tons of carbon dioxide our city emits comes from food, but all food is not created equal. The vast majority of food that is contributing to our mission crisis lies in the meat and dairy products. And I have this Save to my computer because I'm always worried they'll take it off the, the internet. But if you look at the official C40 Cities document called The Future of Urban Consumption in a 1.5 Celsius World C40 Cities headline report, they want you to be eating no meat and no dairy and having no personal vehicles and buying three new clothes garments a year by 2030. No meat, no cars. No dairy, and there's no discussion on whether that is the optimal human diet. And no That's, travel either, as I recall from that report, Stu. That, that as well. Stu, people I just don't pay attention. People just don't pay a fucking attention. And yeah. it's they say you're crazy if you say this is the truth, but this is I mean, I I I'm not even gonna get into it. Go you can go. Well, did you notice how he said he said that the food was so the report said how delicious the food was. Oh, these delicious meals, they taste so good, blah, blah, blah. That's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, there's, you think these kids would rather eat the crushed bug souffle or the fucking pizza? You know, there's nothing wrong with pizza, Stu. Pizza has a lot of nutrients in it. 
if you eat it 18 what they're doing what they're probably doing is it's like vegan chicken nuggets and they put a bunch of sauce on it and it's all technically vegan but none of it's meat and like half of these vegan products and like the oat milk they're filled with a ton of really nasty crap whether that's seed oils which are like beyond crazy in terms of what we do with food it's not like it's olive oil you're taking like the smallest seeds and like crushing them and it's the same stuff they lubricate engines with and it's so cheap to produce that like canola oil and all that crap is seed oil and it's bad well, for- there was another study out the other day i don't know johns hopkins somebody talked about how important meat is in our diets meat uh, is what made humans smart yeah, I mean, it's just, why do we let these crazies have the narrative? I mean, they're just, they're I mean, insane. I mean, if, if like, for me, one of the big things, like, if you want to look at food, and, like, I invite anyone to do this, look at the back of the ingredients. If it's more than five ingredients, you probably shouldn't be eating it. And if it's a bunch of stuff where you don't even know what the hell it is, you really shouldn't be eating it. But, you know, if I go, if you look at the back of an ingredient thing for milk versus soy milk versus oat milk, all the fake artificial milks have a bunch of ingredients. And I guarantee you, you're not going to know what half of them are. And that's the same thing with any kind of any kind of vegetarian, vegan, you know, fake meat product. It's the exact same thing. Well, the other thing uh, is the way our bodies are designed, uh, the enzymes that we produce that break up meat when we eat it um um we are designed to consume meat we're not designed so much to drink uh what was that kind of milk oat milk oat milk yeah like crushing oats and adding a bunch of stuff to make it until like make it look like milk yeah it's always why are you making (laughs) why does everything have to be making it into something it's not really Stu. um you know more about this than i do but um you know when the romans got to britain they found the celts were at least three or four inches higher i mean taller and bigger and it's because they drank milk they had drank milk for so long they didn't have any lactose intolerance that was milk straight from a cow yeah, but right, am I right about that? No, 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 if you read Gallic Wars, Caesar is talking about the most civilized of all these nations are those who inhabit Kent, which is entirely a maritime district, nor do they differ much from the Gallic customs. Most of the inland inhabitants do not cultivate grains, but live on milk and flesh and are clad with skins. But they were bigger than the Romans. Yeah, just interesting. I mean, just one of those things. I mean... It, is it going to get to the fat point? Is it going to get to the point where the public schools and the public hospitals, everything's going to have to be vegan? Well, just like they pretty much kill people. Oh, there was a new new study out. We all knew this, and it said ventilators kill people, which we all knew. But <laughs> so hospitals kill people, and they're going to kill more people by making them eat this shit. I mean, I guarantee you, it's not really healthy. That's problematic!